Cell phones on silent and shut your fucking mouth. The show is about to begin. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Shipwreck Show. My name is Shipwreck and I will be your hostess with the mostest. And we're here today to talk about Trump and Tucker and body positivity. I got Lizzo on the list. What? Yeah, well, I got a lot. I got like, so I do all these tabs. I got them all open. And so I've got them all in like a line. And then I have a list that I kind of go down just to make sure I kind of stay on track. Hi, you guys. Happy Friday. It is so good to see you. Cat Silver B, Unbreakable Chels, Sonny Brown, Erasa, and Lisa, and Unbreakable Chels again. Everybody, welcome to live. It's good to see you. We got a lot of stuff that we're going to cover today. We're going to talk a lot about Trump's indictment. We're going to talk about Ashley Biden's diary. We're going to talk a little bit about the conspiracy um, surrounding that and how I feel about the kids and how they're flipping on their dad as revenge. It's cool because it's like it's like a movie. Jennifer Wazowski, welcome to live. We're going to talk about Pee Wee Herman because that was our membership. Um, so we started the member. If you're part of the membership club, everybody, there's a special video for you. You can go and watch it with a contact information. And our special members, they can submit to me um, different stories and different things that they would like to have covered. And then I will pick one every week and then we will cover it at the end of every show. And this show is going to be Pee Wee Herman. That was what was sent to me. There was a lot of, uh, I don't know, mis the misunderstandings, like still in my comments. I posted that video to Instagram and it just, people are like, this is a lie. Bitch. I read it from an article like if there's there's documentation, there's court charges. This is legit. I'm sorry. I don't like it any more than you do when this happens. OK, but it is. It's just the way it is. This is how it is. We need to we need to not be like that anymore because we're not asleep anymore. We are not asleep anymore. We do not hold people on pedestals anymore. OK, we do not pour everything that we have into hoping that someone's going to save us or is a great person. People only show you what they want you to see online. And we'll get into that rant with Lizzo, too, because that's just funny. That's just funny. So welcome to live. It's good to see you. First up, we've got Trump. So Trump has been indicted for the third time. Listen, third time. They're not going to touch this guy. There is not a Republican out there that is running for president that can touch Donald Trump and his base and his base isn't going to sway. They're not. I don't care how you feel about Trump. I don't care if you hate him. I don't care if you love him. I don't care if you're Q. I don't care if you're just Billy Boy Thornton doing his blue collar job, wanting to just go home to his wife and eat pot roast. You're not going to swim. These indictments, everyone's like, oh, the indictments. Are you really going to vote for this guy? Because yes, give me my dollar 23 gas back. I don't give a shit what he did. I don't care. Unless he's kidnapping children from Ukraine and eating them. Okay, which I've seen zero evidence of. I don't care what he said to you. I don't care if you hurt your feelings. Okay, I don't care if you think he's rude and crass. I don't even care if you think he's a womanizer. I'm not going to be his friend. I want him to be president and I want him to be arrogant and I want him to base his success as a president off of the excess of the American people. That's what everybody should want. I don't want to be his friend. We're not going to go hang out. Okay. I want him to win and I want him to want America to win. That's who I want. I want an arrogant son of a bitch. That's going to come in and make everybody win. That's going to piss everybody off. So no, no, I don't care. I, I don't, I don't care about the indictments, but we could talk about him. So he's indicted for the third time. They put up the, the gates all around Congress to get AOC. Just listen, there's nobody there. They're all on vacation. Okay. They take the month of August off for summer vacation. There's nobody there. 
Who are the gates going to protect the grounds, guys? And what are the little piddly gates going to do? They're, they're like those little gates you see at the concerts. They put them all up around it. They're like, everybody's going to come and storm. No, they did. Nobody showed up. People held little rallies here and there supporting him. Like, I think 17 people showed up to, to the lock him up rally. They tried to host this big lock him up rally. Did you see any of this, Sonia? <clears throat> there was this, this, they tried to host this lock. They tried to, to organize a lock him up rally. And there were supposed to be thousands of people. And nobody showed up. 17 of them did. They all have signs with their glitter and their rainbows. Lock him up. Bitch, why? Stop it. Go home. Nobody showed up. Barriers were pointless. He goes in there. He pled not guilty, um, which I think was anticipated. They're going to work on cutting him yeah, probably a deal or getting the charges dropped as it all falls together. But there's some conspiracy stuff behind that, and that's what we're going to talk about right now. Oh, that's not what I want to do. See, <clears throat> the clickety-clacky. I got to go in order. This is Alta MJ Truth on the Twitter. And he comes on and he says, holy smokes. They just gave Trump the ability to issue his own subpoenas and re-litigate the 2020 election. Now, listen, grains of salt. Okay. This is not to get your hopes up. This is not to get you to not go vote if it should come down to it in 2024. This is just somebody's opinion. So chill the fuck out. Trump's attorney, John Lorena, and I have this video. In 2020, Mr. Trump's campaign had a few weeks to gear up and present evidence, and it was very difficult. We now have the ability, in this case, to issue our own subpoenas. We will re-litigate <clears throat> re every single issue in the 2020 election in context of this litigation. It gives President Trump an opportunity that he's never had before, which is to have the subpoena power since January 6th in a way that can be exercised in federal court. The, pro the professor said that the state legislatures had not opened and weighed on the open and weighed a pin and weighed in on the charges that had been done in those various states. It has never been precedented in these states. Now what we have is just not a civil trial, but a criminal trial for Mr. Trump exercising his rights of speech. Okay. I got to come back to this. Do I have the video of him saying it? I think I uploaded it. Is this it? Yes, it is. Okay. Hold on. A huge, huge mistake with this one. Because even though we thought what was going to happen was they were going to go after him for treason or sedition, but they did criminally charge him, but they didn't go to that extreme. As a result, he has due process so he can subpoena people and bring things in. Now, let me say something about this 2020 election is that. Biden is a legitimate president, but he's a legitimate president of what is now the bankrupt U.S. corporation. And that was a treaty in 1871. Well, on September 12, 2018, Trump created an executive order. Within that, he outlined in future elections any kind of foreign or domestic interference, specifically for the 2020 election. So we say... How did he know some of these things were going to happen? Election integrity on both sides of the aisle is tough. It's really tough. But what this has done is it's opened the door for Trump to present his case. Well, that's a good thing, isn't it? Because, I mean, but actually, he can subpoena. We, people can actually see evidence from both right. sides. That's a sensible yes, move. Exactly. And, and it's a great mistake by Jack Smith that he's done that absolutely great see the thing is think about um 
uh, Edward Snowden and all the information he had. Think about the fact that our military, our Department of Defense Space Force, if you think that they don't have the actual real results from the election, then you're fooling yourself. You know, I sit on a task force at the Department of Defense. And the thing is, they've got the goods. They've got the goods. And Trump knew that if he presented any of the goods early on, we'd have a civil war. That he really felt that the people needed to see how bad it could get. Now that was from G Gina Patriot on TikTok. So you can go follow her if you want to. It's GG Gina Ina <laughs> Patriot on TikTok. You can go follow her if you want. So that's that's kind of the conspiracy behind it. Now I've heard this before, and I'm not trying to be a big Debbie Downer, and I'm not trying to be like a big kicking in their balls kind of person, but I, I've heard some of this before, like the first time he was indicted and the first time this started to come up. Whether this is it's interesting, that is interesting to me is because obviously that is not a US news station. I don't know where it was out of, but I, the Australian one did a very similar um, segment on it. And they were from like the Sky News, the Australian news. They did a very similar segment talking about kind of the same thing, that this was uh, going to allow more information to come out on exactly, you know, then they have to get to the bottom of what happened in 2020, essentially, because when you look at the big court, you have to look at the big picture in a court date. It is about whether or not he's guilty, but it is also about then what actually happened. What is he guilty of? So it's remains to be seen. Who knows if it's going to happen? Great. If we're going to look at it, wonderful. If not, then we vote and we'll probably win in 2024. And I'm going to go back to this. Listen, you can't you can't touch this guy right now, even with the I mean, even before it was kind of like, God, I don't know. He's running his mouth. People are getting kind of sick of it. But now with these indictments and with all of the shit coming back around, it's like Jesse Waters did a segment on Newsmax talk about the same stuff. Yeah, I thought. Do I have his? I don't have the Jesse Waters one. But you were right. He did. You can go look it up on Twitter. I'm sure it's on there somewhere. You can't. You, you're not going to touch him. You're just not. His base is just, pff, he is as close, like this is as close to an independent party as we could possibly get at this point when it comes to the Trump stuff. And the reason for that isn't necessarily because people I think are loyal or people, are, and most people are a lot of his bases, but a lot of people that maybe aren't so loyal, some of those people in the center, some of the people who really don't get into politics, it's because their life didn't suck during those years. And we're not so far removed from that that we don't remember and that's what a lot of things like this happen that's how a lot of history gets rewritten right is during obama's second term we we were so comfortable with it being shitty it was just like well yeah it sucks you know what but at least we know how to take care of it at least we know how to you know how to to manage through it and we don't know what it would be like to vote in you know somebody else <clears throat> I think people get very comfortable, but because we're not so far removed, because this last four years has really showed people how bad it can get. I, I really do think people are going to turn around. That being said, too, this kind of goes back to my theory about this being the great awakening, right? And versus like the great reset, because when you go back and you research like Agenda 2023 and you go back and research all of this stuff from from the Georgia Guidestones, it was supposed to be really bad. And I know it sucks now, 
Like my groceries are, are atrocious, right? The economy's in the tank. It's very Obama-y feeling. Like I have to budget everything just like we did during the Obama years. Things weren't easy. But it was supposed to be so, like we were still to this day right now supposed to still be locked in our homes. There was supposed to be like a martial law type of situation where the government was going to come to your house and inject you. That's what this was supposed to be like. We were supposed to be wholeheartedly brought into it, but we weren't. It sucks, but there's light at the end of the tunnel. It's not as bad as it was supposed to be, but it is showing people who maybe weren't paying attention that maybe now they probably should be. Trump's base is just, and his policies, I mean, you can't, you can hate the guy for what he has to say. You can hate the guy for the, you know, for him being frustratingly flippant. I don't care. Hate him for everything. But you can't hate him for his policies because they worked. And people remembered that. And I want to play this video from this guy. So, but Trump was arrested and there were some little rallies around that people are spending. And this guy went trending on Twitter. You guys got to watch this guy. This guy's a hero. Watch. Uh, you're here supporting Donald Trump. Yeah, you're live support on, the boss. Well, well you're live on Sky News. Tell me why. The only way to save America is with Donald Trump. They would have it. The prosecutor, he's the man who tried to destroy America, subvert democracy. That's another made-up story. It's another made-up story, another made-up indictment. They've been after this man since he came down the escalator eight years ago. i got to remember, when was America great? 2017, 18, 2019, until the commie Democrats called their bosses in Wuhan to release the virus. Remember, we had a thriving economy. Stock market was through the roof. Energy independence. We had respect all around the world. We were the number one superpower. We were doing great. America first. First Constitution. He put the Constitution first, and it all went to shit 30 months ago. Everything you're seeing today is the result of a stolen election. John, uh, apologies for the language, by the way, but listen, number one, uh, number one superpower, you say, not the number one democracy, the prosecutors would say, because of this man, the man who will appear here. We're going to remember, where are you from? Scotland. Well, here in America, we're a constitutional republic. We follow the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. It might have been an autocracy had Donald Trump had his way. That would be the way remember, the prosecutors see it. We got a guy now that thinks he's king. So, you know what? We got a Trump their king with an America first king. So, I would support King Trump coming back occupying the White House again in January 2025. Someone get that guy a medal. He's out there just running his mouth to the Scots. What the hell was Scotland doing here? First, that's my That was my first question when I watched it. Like, what the hell was that guy even doing here? We just... Why is everybody's, like, all these other countries so interested in what's going on here? And so interested in... Like, I'm... Still trying to wrap my head around that. Yeah, do you guys want to watch it? I didn't have it, but we can watch it. I got it. Here, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Dark Brandon. Hold on. I like my coffee dark. What a dumbass. It's election season. The world's falling apart. America's on fire. His, his political opponents getting arrested. This motherfucker is going to sell merch. Speaking of merch, we're going to go there. There's a Nooner merch. Go to the About tab here on YouTube. Check it out. I made Nooner merch. Shirts and uh, cups. I didn't make much else. But it's Nooner. Nooner merch. Uh, Dark Brandon. So everybody's out campaigning. Everybody's got an opinion on what's going on. Everybody's wondering what the hell's going on. This guy's going to sell merch. I love ants. I didn't see it. I'll go watch it. Maybe we'll watch it at the end. Um, 
so Trump, so he's gotten a rain. I got to get back on track. He got arraigned. Dark Brandon. A lot of people had a lot of things to say about it. And I want to go through because this is going to be important because you need to see because regardless how you feel about about uh, former President Trump, what is happening to him isn't OK. It's not. This is the they are attacking his political opponent. It's not OK. This is against the Constitution. This is against the, this is the law. I mean, it's not OK. So I wanted to really see who was speaking out against it and who really hasn't said a lot. Um, the one I did not have was the one from Arizona, the governor from Arizona. She she hasn't or she said something, but I don't have it. But I'm going to start off with and I can't say this guy's name. Vivek Vivek Ravensway. Um, we're going to start with him. So Vivek and he's he's making his way up. Miss Honey, he is. Listen, a lot of people are talking about this guy. Um, I don't see him for 2024, but I do see a political career for him. And maybe that's why he's running. I do see a political career for him um, in the future, for sure, because he is really making some waves with the things that he has to say. Maybe. It's thinking about it. Gotta wait until. Let's refresh. I I need like a bigger process. It's another sad moment in our country's history. The 45th president of the United States, Donald Trump, has yet again been indicted by the Biden DOJ, a political party in power that is now repeatedly using police force to indict and arrest and potentially eliminate its political opponents from competition. Go this is a way. politicized prosecution. It is a political persecution yeah. through prosecution. Fuck now yeah. in a third indictment just in a matter of months against the person who is still at present the lead contender in the Republican primary for U.S. president. I want to be very clear. I am running for U.S. president in that same Republican primary. It would be easier for me if Donald Trump were eliminated from competition. That's not how I want to win. This is not about politics to me. This is about first principles. We do not want to become a country where the party in power is able to use banana republic-like tactics to eliminate its political opponents. Yet I'm sad to say that's exactly where we are. The allegations in this indictment fall flat. It is wrong and incorrect and inaccurate to place blame for what happened on January 6th at the feet of Donald Trump. I said this at the time. I've said it ever since then. I continue to say it today. I would not have made the same judgments that Donald Trump did in how he handled that day. But that's different from saying that he committed a crime. He did not. He specifically told the protesters that day to behave peacefully. The First Amendment in this country gives political protesters the ability to express themselves and their opinions freely. Donald Trump was not responsible for what happened on January 6th. You want to know what was responsible? I said this in the days after January 6, 2021, just as I say it today. Systematic, pervasive censorship in this country. That was after a year where we had told people across this nation that you had to stay locked down in your house, in your basement, and shut up, sit down, do as you're told. If you question that, you're racist, you're anti-science, your social media accounts were silenced. You had to stay home and locked down unless you were part of BLM or Antifa, 
in which case it was perfectly fine to roam the streets of this country and burn many of them down. That was the double standard that then applied and said that if you said the virus originated in a lab in Wuhan, you were again a racist and had your internet accounts shut down. You were then told you had an election where you could express yourself to put the right person in charge of fixing these problems. And instead, your accounts were suppressed if you sent a mere message saying that the Hunter Biden laptop story from the New York Post was real. You had your accounts locked. Even the New York Post had its own account locked. And if you repeatedly then tell people they cannot speak, that is when they scream. If you repeatedly tell people they cannot scream, that is when they tear things down. And I think we are making a grave mistake in this country by trying to pin the blame for that at the feet of one man. If we refuse to learn our mistakes from, from our mistakes in the past, we are doomed to suffer an even worse fate in the future. I worry that will create a country where January 6, 2021 was a friendly parlay compared to what's actually to come. I'm running for president to make sure we don't march towards some kind of national divorce. But the first and most important step that we as candidates can take in this race is to speak and speak forcefully on the side of principle to say that even if we're competing against Donald Trump, as I am, I do not want to see him eliminated from competition using these politicized tactics. It is wrong for our country. It is wrong for our future. I call on my fellow candidates to condemn it. And I call on President Biden to do the right thing and drop these politicized charges. That's gonna be a first step towards uniting our country. Thank you. That was very good. Let's close that. Very, very campaigny, but very good. He is making waves. I see some of you guys in the comments aren't, aren't digging him, but he's making quite a bit of waves on Twitter with a lot of your more prominent accounts. Um, I don't, I, I, I do see him having a political career of some sort. I don't see him as like VP or anything like that. Probably not for a long time. Uh, but I do see him doing something. Um, he's I came out of kind of nowhere and just he was the first one to take up for Trump during the first charges. That's how much I remember of him was he was the first one to come out and speak out against what was happening. And I thought that was very interesting. Um, Julia says Vivek is a voice of common sense. He's brilliant and sharp minded. That's the general consensus. Um, he's campaigning. Absolutely. Absolutely campaigning. Um, but the general consensus on Twitter is that they like him and they like him maybe for something else. I don't think he's a natural born. Citizen. I don't know. I have not dug into him. I don't have any desire or need to dig into him right now unless something changes and he is going to take a position that is going to affect my life. Um, and he's I, I he's not going to make it. He's a long shot for 2024. But more to come by Vecorizmway. The next one that I have is everybody's favorite fly man, Mike Pence. Mike Pence coming out here just running his I, mouth. I was clear on that. Yeah. I was clear with President Trump throughout all the way up to the morning uh, of January 6th. But let, let's mm -hmm. let's be clear on this point. It wasn't just that they asked for a pause. Uh, the president uh, specifically asked me and his gaggle of uh, of crackpot lawyers asked me what to literally reject shit. votes to which would have resulted in uh, in the issue being turned over to the house Julius. of representatives and literally chaos would have ensued so oh martha i just uh, people people can read the indictment and frankly i, I i've said before I, I had hoped it had not come to this point you know i i don't know if the government can meet the standard the burden of proof beyond reasonable doubt uh, for criminal charges 
But the American people deserve to know uh, that President Trump uh, and his advisors uh, didn't just ask me to pause. They asked me to reject votes, return votes, essentially to overturn the election uh, and to keep faith with the oath that I made to the American people and to Almighty God. I, mean uh, I rejected that out of hand and I did my duty that day. <laughs> Fuck Mike Pence. I need the $5 of the swear jar. Thank you for helping us keep your lights on. Thank you for the super sticker. Uh, God, listen, there's not a ton of us in here, so maybe we can talk about this right now. Have you guys ever heard of the Cleveland deal? Sonia, have I ever talked to you about the Cleveland deal with Mike Pence? I think I think we talked, you and I talked about it. We I think we've talked about it on a show. Listen, when the WikiLeaks thing happened, there were other leaks that kind of came with it from, and it was Rand Paul and Paul Ryan. Nope. Nope, that's not right. I'm, I'm going to get the names wrong. Not Rand Paul. It was Paul Ryan and somebody else. Um, Let me see if I can pull it up. I have to do it in DuckDuckGo, and it takes just a minute. But they were running, and Mike Pence was involved. So they were going to be running a campaign basically for Mike Pence. And they didn't think Trump, Trump wasn't supposed to win. They ever, nobody, he wasn't even on anybody's radar. And the email conversations were like this panicky, the Cleveland deal. I want to make sure I get the names right. I don't even know if I'm going to be able to find it anymore. Cleveland Dale Pence. DuckDuckGo sold out too. And now I don't know. I'll have to look for it. But it was, was it Paul Ryan? It was Paul Ryan, not Rand Paul. It was somebody else. But they were conspiring together to make um, Mike Pence basically the president or they were going to run. And then Paul Ryan was going to be VP. Like that was the thing. That was the plan that they'd had. But then all of a sudden Trump had shot ahead and the polls took them all by surprise. And they were in like this, this email exchange, like a panic. And the end of the email exchange, everybody was saying, made it sound like they were going to take care of Trump. And I remember when this broke because it was right before like the debates and so this was all really fresh in my mind um, at, during the debate between Mike Pence and uh, Kamala Harris. And I remember thinking that Mike Pence, a bad guy, like in the, it didn't happen. Like he was fired and then replaced. Was it Ryan and Pence? Pi square. Do you know what I'm, man, I bring this up and that not a, hardly a lot of people know what I'm talking about. And they, they took, and then apparently they said that Trump had found out. And took care of Mike Pence. And what you're seeing right now is not Mike Pence. And then it was confirmed by the fly that landed on Mike Pence's face during the debates. Because there was a fly that also landed on Hillary Clinton's face during her debates. There was a fly that landed on Barry Obama's face during you know one of his things. Like, And they were all these weird looking digital flies. And only some of the networks had them. And not all the networks had them. And the traitor fly... It was like this weird, but that's, and back then, that's how you knew that he was a bad guy. And it was some biblical, like flies mean death and, and, and poop, uh, because that's what flies are attracted to shit. And that was kind of the whole thing It's very interesting. I will see if I can find it. Um, fuck Mitt Romney. Romney was involved in it too, but I, I don't not, it was very strange. And then I couldn't like, even on like the deeper uh, like the red pill, 
things. I couldn't find it anymore. After a while, it just disappeared. Like it eventually just, and I was like, oh man. So they had plotted. Yeah, they were plotting a coup at the end. They were going to take care of him. And then they were planning on a uh, like a coup. It was on political. I'd have to go back and look. The only place I could find it were kind of on these backdoor blogs and rumble type situations. Um, it's just very interesting. And now I can't find it anymore. So let me see if I can. And then let me go back. And I don't know if I want to get myself back into that and bring that fucking hate back on. But I saw it forever. I've known Mike Pence the bad guy because of this bit of information. And I'm like, so when Mike Pence took the job as vice president, and you guys remember at the beginning, and you don't really see much of him after that. Like he just kind of, and Trump was like, I'm just going to send him to like Nicaragua to do some vice presidential stuff. You really didn't see Mike Pence a lot. Not like you do Kamala. And then when COVID hit, it was very interesting because Trump was like, yeah, well, I'm going to put Pence involved or at the, at the forefront of this. And then they just didn't. And Pence just kind of disappeared. And then all of a sudden, Mike Pence became like the integral part of January 6th because he was the one that was supposed to, you know, push through these votes and and seal the deal on the, the electoral votes. And uh, he was not a very active VP. And did you send me something to Telegram? Is that something? Is that something that's part of this conversation or is it going to throw me off? I kind of like it when we have a small crowd in here because then we can do this. Okay. Why did Pence betray Trump? Some say Pence didn't have the courage to stand up for us. I call that bullshit. This is a blog by RadioPatriot.net. Uh, Pence knew he was screwed if he stood for Trump, that his sins would be revealed to all. I think they're going to be revealed anyway. And that Christian, quotations, veneer he wears will crack and fall away, revealing the real Mike Pence for the world to see. The following was written by a J.R. Dykeman. Why did Mike Pence betray President Donald Trump in the side with the swamp? The following may explain it. In an email chain, you found it. In an email chain from one project managers of a website, the Pence Ryan 2016 campaign ticket that was called off after Trump won the second debate. Obtained by realtruenews.org. After you read this, then click the attachment uh, Pence Ryan 2016 and see the email chain between Pence, Ryan, and the swamp. Included in this email chain is the talk of a Judge Scalia, uh, Scalia. I can never say that name. Scalia. You guys know who I'm talking about. It's we've talked about him before. Yeah. Being a threat to the plan and to plan his. The email chain is talk of Judge Scalia being a threat to the plan and his death. Did they ice him? See for yourself. No, I have reformatted this text format for easier reading. The names M. Pence and S.P.K. Ryan are, of course, Mike Pence and Paul Ryan. For the second attachment is the original PDF. Preface. Um, let me just go through this. About the Cleveland deal made just before the. OK, so the Cleveland deal was made just before the Republican National Convention. Um, there are a lot of non-cons. Uh, all of them came with the Pence Cleveland deal. Paul Ryan was about to change the rules to allow delegates to vote. However, they wanted to be the first on the ballot. Trump would not have been nominated. So how could Ryan change it alone? The rules had to be voted on by the delegates and they would have voted for it and Ryan would have allowed it to come to vote, but he did not because of the deal. Did the Cleveland deal include Pence Ryan picking Trump's cabinet for the first year? So Trump picks Pence in July and by October, the globalists are in panic. Trump is gaining ground on the globalist pick Hillary Clinton. Time is running out and their options are limited. So Pence and Ryan continue to convene. Pence and Ryan were not on the Republican ballot at all. So you must be wondering why they would be discussing hijacking a national presidential election. 
It might be because they already knew some of their past sins were well known and discussed by the Trump election team. By this time, they were they were already aware that Hillary's lead was slipping dramatically and most Bernie Sanders fans were not um, crazy to vote for Hillary. What uh, options did they have to sway other voters to ensure a globalist plan continued to move forward as many of their financial backers backers existed? So Chase got busy after securing the guys under a non-disclosure to make a purse out of pig's ears while the Pence Ryan 2016 website from a napkin. In August of 2017, when the American Digital News article was written, it was put forth and you decide if they're real. What do you think? And this is from a Dropbox. Oh, and it's not working anymore. Yeah. So, yes, essentially, yes, it was supposed to be Paul Ryan and Mike Pence was supposed to be the ticket. But then Trump came in and fucked it all up. And the idea was that they found out what was going to happen. And Mike Pence, you see now, is a, a different Mike Pence, a more conformed Mike Pence, a Mike Pence that stayed away throughout most of Trump's presidency. Anyway, John Bonner also had a hand in the Cleveland deal. God, I wish I still had all that. I had the emails and everything, but I had to get a couple new phones. <laughs> so, but that, so that since then, I haven't believed that Mike Pence was Mike Pence. And it became even more weird when he just disappeared during Trump's presidency. And then it became even more weird during the VP debates when the fly landed on his head. And then I just wasn't surprised when he, when he, um, push the votes through because everybody's like you fucking traitor i'm like man i'm pretty sure this dude's been a traitor the whole time like what do you what do we what, what like how did this happen so i don't know there you go from mike pence that's that's my theory on mike pence he's not a favorite he's almost falling into the long shot category now according to the polls thank god uh because he's a tool and not a tool because of j6 he's just He's part of the DC swamp, probably has been for a long time. Um, you just sent with the, the link with the emails. I don't know if I have. Holy shit. William. Well, now I have to go through the emails. William, that's a very generous super sticker. Thank you very much. And it will. Because they both want to play football now. I didn't realize that football costs more than basketball. But it does. It was 150 for each. So it came to 300, which is fine because they should play. But that's what this is going to go for. I appreciate you, William. Thank you so much for the very, very generous super sticker. I love your face. Um, and thank you for sticking around. I know. Like, I saw you on Rumble a couple times, and I know you didn't like Rumble. Uh, you sent me. Did you send it to me in Telegram? I don't have that Telegram on my Listen. Can you send it? Listen, are you, do you sell my telegram? Can you send it to my telegram, Sonia? If you guys, if you go to the about tab here on my, um, here on the live, go to the about tab, our telegram should be listed and you can go and look at the emails there. Will you post that article too? And just put in it from the nooner. Um, and you guys can read it for yourself. It's very interesting. I'm pretty convinced that, uh, by this time Trump or, uh, um, Pence was turned into one of the Bidens probably. And that's why you didn't see much of him. And that's why he didn't have a big role. It's also why I find it really funny that it's his fault that the election didn't get, you know, didn't get overturned or whatever. And why he's being put in such a terrible light. Now everybody fucking hates this guy. The Democrats hates him. The Republicans, we all hate him. Everybody hates him. 
Everybody hates Mike Pence. It's crazy. Yeah, we have a Telegram. Go look at Sonia and Justin run it mainly. Um, I go in there from time to time to grab articles and see kind of what they're talking about. But Sonia and Justin kind of took it over, which I appreciate their faces for because Telegram gives me anxiety. I got way off on a tangent with Cleveland deal. <laughs> Are we ready to go back? What else do I got? Listen, go look up the Cleveland deal. Uh, Ron DeSantis had some stuff to say, um, but I, I, it's, he was very like, he's like, I haven't seen it yet. And I haven't, he really didn't say much about the indictment. Uh, Ron DeSantis, I know like people are like, oh, it, you know, I, I know. I don't think he's going to, you can't touch this. This whole mega thing has just blown the fuck up. I'm a vote for Trump. I'm a proud. I am. You know, I like RFK Jr. And if he gets picked for the Democrat, I mean, we're going to look at that. We're going to watch that shit close AF. But I, my life was just better. I want somebody arrogant and, and I want somebody who wants to win because I want to be on the side of the winning side that gets the benefits from that. Um, just so you know. Yeah. Yeah. It gives me anxiety. I can't do telegram. So he didn't really, Ron DeSantis said, well, I've seen reports. I've not read the indictment. We need to enact reform so that Americans have the right to remove cases from Washington. I don't really know. Somebody else in my comments on TikTok too said that Ron DeSantis is trying to push through legislation that if you are charged with a, um, uh, if you are indicted for any reason, then you are not allowed to run for president. But I don't know how he can do that as a governor. So more to come on what that looks like because He's not running for governor. He's not running for president of Florida. It's out of New York. Am I correct in saying that? I am correct in saying that. So it really doesn't matter. Um, so I don't know where that's coming from. He's a good. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not around to Santa. I think he did great by Florida, and I think that's great. Um, but there's some swampy stuff that came out with him, and and I just maybe next time we'll revisit it and go from there. It's not him for me. That's Ron DeSantis. Who else had something to say? Um, this should go over well with the mega crowd. Jim Jordan calls Trump supporters hillbillies. Oh, this is what I had. You guys want to listen? I like Jim Jordan, but let's see what this is. So Jim Jordan had something to say. Well, I, I, th I do think the end result, the takeaway is I, I think this just strengthens, just hardens the support for President Trump and frankly expands it. I think Dana was mentioned earlier in the show that, you know, you look at the poll numbers earlier in the week. I think it's 54 to 17 in the mm -hmm. Republican primary. But more importantly, he's dead even with Joe Biden in the New York Times poll. How'd so my gut tells me, is that what the New York Times is saying? It's probably better for President Trump in that in, 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 a, in another poll. And this, I think, only, again, hardens his support, expands his support because the country gets it. And I think the reason that's happening is. So much of the country is sick of this nonstop attack, this ridiculous attack on President Trump for seven years now. And they're tired of this, <laughs> this elite attitude in D.C. that says, oh, we're better than everyone else. There's a different set of rules. And I think people in flyover country, hillbillies in Ohio or Iowa or Oklahoma, they're so sick of it. We're so sick of it. We're saying we're going to support President Trump. I think that's the I think that's the takeaway. I think that's the, the result of all this. Okay, I'm not even mad he called me a hillbilly because I am I am kind of a hillbilly. I am kind of a hillbilly. I'm not even mad, Jim Jordan. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, he's right. And here's the thing about polls, though. And we ran into this in 2020. 2020 was probably when it was most prominent. The thing about polls, okay, they look big and scary. Like, I got a perfect example. I don't have it, but I'm going to share it with you right here on my phone. Listen, 
I shared this to Instagram about a CNN poll that was done. So a CNN had a huge poll. Okay. 55% of Americans say Congress should not authorize more funding to Ukraine. 51% say that the United States has already done enough. Support has fallen dramatically from February of 2022 when CNN reported 67% for Ukraine and 62% wanted us to spend more. That sounds fucking phenomenal, right? You're out here and you're like, I'm awake. People are waking up, man. They're getting it until you scroll to the bottom of the fucking article and you find out they only polled 1,200 people through the mail. That's I have more people than that in my town. And I don't live in a big town. That's the thing about polls. We don't pay attention to the polls. If you really want to see how things are going, get into, go to, go to Twitter or X. We can talk about that to X. Get into the comments and look, go and look, go to the left side of Twitter and look, are they really supporting Joe Biden or are they really just don't want Trump? But are there, there are enough people now that are willing to vote for Biden over Trump just because they hate Trump now that their lives suck so damn bad. That's then that's what you need to look at. These poll, I can't, you can't trust these polls. You just can't. It's through the mail. Yeah. It's, it's way at the bottom of the article. Cause I was all like, fuck yeah. I made a video and everything like, yeah, look, I'm showing you like, we're getting there. They're like, we pulled 1,520 people. Well, fuck. Well, come on, CNN in the mail through the mail. Nobody does those. I don't do those. Don't it. God, there's more people on that on my block. I know. That's stupid. And then they write this big, long article about it. So be careful. Be careful with the polls. Um, another thing that I want to touch on this, we're talking about polls and we're talking about election is the people that are are still on the, on the well, what is the point of voting if it, they're just going to cheat again? The Democrats are just going to cheat again. The left is just going to cheat again. They're just going to steal another one. We have to fix. Listen, listen to me. If you are of the belief that the 2020 election was stolen and you are of the belief that Trump is, is the pick and that's in, then you need to go vote because he is telling you to go vote. If he didn't think that there should be, he wouldn't have ran for reelection. You need to go vote. Okay. Now, if you're out here and you're still a Hillary fan and you you think that there's fraud and you didn't vote and you weren't going to vote anymore because of what happened in 2016. Okay. That's cool. Stay home. Just saying. I'm tired. Tired of this. Go vote. It's the, it's the only thing that you have control over, even if you don't have control over it. It's the only thing that you can do. You can't change any of this. You can't, you can't, you, unless you've got lots of money, you can't go to court and start fighting this. You, you know, unless you fully understand the process, you can't. People are, I'm, people are working on that. You need to go vote. You need to take care of your family and you need to make sure your vote gets in. It will at some point count. That this won't, I mean, even if it's not this one, it's going to at some point, and you need to be in the habit of doing, not in the habit of complaining. So just go do it and pray, crush fingers, right? Because I can't handle another four years of this Biden shit and this war in Ukraine. I just read about baby farm and, and did you hear about that, Sonia? You know, Ukraine has a baby farm. Like it's a legitimate black ops adoption they take poor women from Ukraine and they offer them money to be baby farms. It's a legit thing. There's a video where they're talking about, it's just, I'll, I'm going to post a TikTok about it later.
I got to find the video, though. But you got to vote. That's all you got. Okay? Okay. We clear? We good? We're going to all go vote. We're going to get our little fucking stickers. We're going to post our stupid selfies. We're all going to go vote. That's what we're going to do. All right. Next up on my list of things to talk about today is Ashley Biden's diary. Can we talk about it now? We can talk about it now, can't we? Because we couldn't talk about it way back when. Uh, Ashley Biden's diary. Ashley Biden at some point back in history, 2017, 13, I don't know. She left her diary at like a hotel or an Airbnb. She just left it. She didn't come back for it. She didn't call. Somebody found it. They sold the diary to Project Veritas, uh, who then leaked it out eventually. Um, That's kind of the short of it. I remember Ashley Biden's diary came through the Jude leaks on Parler. If you've been with me since before 2020, you'll know what I'm talking about. Jude on Parler went out and he was leaking all kinds of shit. Like from China. Like the weird, that's how I first saw Ashley Biden's diary. But then the official story came this way. It doesn't matter. Anyway, Ashley Biden's diary. In that diary, she writes about inappropriate showers with her father and how he does things inappropriately to her and how she doesn't like to take showers and she, because she's always afraid he's going to come in. She talks about all kinds of things. Okay. And then she left that diary. That diary eventually got leaked out, confirming everybody's already suspicions that Joe Biden was a predator. Um, When the diary broke, it kind of got wrapped in with the Russian disinformation stuff because that was going on at the time with the laptop. And so anytime we tried to post anything about it, we couldn't because our videos would come down and our posts would come down. And then eventually the FBI came out and they verified that the diary was real. And so... We were like, bet, see, we were right. You were wrong. That they weren't wrong. They were just trying to hide it. Well, it turns out that there is now video evidence of Ashley Biden's diary or Ashley Biden herself talking with somebody from Project Veritas about getting the getting the diary back. She admits that it's her diary. She would like it back. She sets up a time and a date and so on and so forth. And here is that video and i don't mean to i i don't want to have to get secret service involved in this right because it's just it's a whole process mm-hmm. um but you know i i am ashley biden it is my stuff so if you could just skip all of that over i would really appreciate it i know you sent a picture to my husband with a camera mm-hmm. and a few other things that are mine as well so that would be really great where is a good place uh for him to meet you this point and i don't mean to So there you go. I don't know how much more proof you need. The dude was a predator. We went back and looked into his wife, their affair. I mean, his first wife, like Joe Biden, he's a predator. He's been a predator his whole life. That doesn't change. He was a president. Whatever, whatever. Real Joe Biden, fake Joe Biden. I don't know. But Joe Biden, when Joe Biden was Joe Biden, and it had all the power that he did have, because there was a time when Joe Biden had all of his faculties and was Joe Biden and actually did run some pretty serious, dirty, schemey shit that you're seeing now. But now he's old and decrepit and dead. But it, he was a predator, man. He, all of them. I bet. Guess. And they're telling everybody, like, there are people on Twitter, like, well, it's fake. Man, I don't even know. Look, this is the best we got. And now we have to fight with AI on top of it eventually. Like, this is going to be the best we're going to get. This is as this is as hard evidence as you're going to get. Because even if she were to go on live TV and say, yes, it was my diary, like, people would still say, oh, that's AI. I can't. You know what? I just can't. I can't. I don't even know. Um, 
I saw the U.S. hospitals are under cyber attack. Is there any updates on that? I've read that about that an hour or so ago. I haven't seen anything about it. Um, at least none of the hospitals around here, but I haven't seen any updates and I get those usually. Um, so yes, it's her diary. Yes, you can go anywhere and just read it. If you're in Telegram, just search Ashley Biden's diary and you'll find all kinds of pages that pull it up. You can read it for yourself. <sighs> the diary that destroys the... You would the fucking thought so. But God dang, the media is still just thumping for this guy. Like they're still just... They're like, well, it was such a, it was her personal diary. I don't care. You got the president of the United States who's being accused of all kinds of things on top of having um, inappropriate relations with his daughter. How are you going to come out and try to spin that? It's a personal family matter. That's the response that we get from the White House from all of it, from Jean-Pierre Claude Dam. Dam Claude. <laughs> What was that guy's name? He was in a karate. Claude Van Damme. Yeah, that's what I call her. I think that's what Ann calls her. <laughs> that's all she says. It's a family. No, it's not, bitch. It's an America matter now. Because you got old boy up here running the country. So either he's running this country and he, we can hold him accountable to this shit. Or he's not running the country and you've been lying and you need to tell us right now. Who is? Probably Obama, who is the one who's out here making all kinds of campaign videos for Big Joe in 2024. Obama is gearing up to campaign on Joe Biden's behalf in 2024. Again. Again. Biden's at the beach. They're spending their summer vacation of August at the beach out in California. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yes. God. You know what? If... If this isn't some kind of like deep state government plan to great awakening, like it's the worst ever. If you're still planning to do a new world order and we're going to lock it, it's like the worst ever. People are just, they're, they're unfazed. We came out with aliens and people are like, man, do you know how much I spent at Walmart? Like people are mad. People don't care. The worst ever, worst plan ever. Because people, they just woke up and now they're like, nah, nah, we're not going to eat bugs. Nah, we're going to keep drinking milk. Nah, we don't care about your aliens. Blow it up. Blow it up. We don't care anymore. Worst ever. <sighs> Speaking of, what else we got? Oh, we got Tucker Carlson. You guys want to watch Tucker? There's two episodes. There was the one that came out yesterday and then there's the one that came out this morning. Um, So we can watch them both. Let's watch Tucker. Tucker sat down with Devin Archer. Devin Archer partner um who came out and testified in a closed door hearing about hunter biden and joe biden's uh, i don't know his part in hunter biden's dirty business dealings and so they did this and then as soon as he was done with the closed door hearing he went to tucker's house okay they had wine and then they talked about everything and here's part one and then we'll play part two no so, so you worked with Hunter Biden in a bunch of different businesses. Um, what were the skills, the specific skills that he brought to clients? Well, at the end of the day, he, you know, he had a career in Washington, yeah. uh, graduated Yale Law School and had a very big network in, in D.C. and brought that know-how and understanding of D.C. and ultimately the Biden brand. The know-how. So as far as I could tell, he wasn't 
doing legal work. I mean, he was in the counsel's office at Burisma, right? No, no. So the the network and the Biden brand sounds like the the kind of key component of absolutely what yeah. he was bringing. Yep. Um, do you think that he would have been in those businesses not having a business background without his father being in the government position? It's hard to speculate in in those regards. I mean, yeah. I think when we initially met and uh, and he talked about his advisory business, his business that needed to transition from lobbying to advisory and the interest in private equity. It seemed, uh, you know, it seemed like a new and interesting network for us to expand our business. Um, whether he could have, you know, been in that position, it's it's hard for me to speculate. Right. But obviously, the brand of Biden, you know, adds a lot of power when your dad's vice president. For sure. And there was a time maybe 10 years ago when private equity, maybe like AI now, was just one of those terms people were throwing out, I'm in private equity. <laughs> right. But the mechanics, having done it, coming right. from a business background yourself, are kind of complex. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it's a complex business. Um, takes years of training. But again, the initial idea around the business, they were going to provide you know, the government insight and an additional network to raise capital and then you know, deal with regulatory issues that you might have at the corporate level. Right. Regulatory issues. Exactly. Okay. So that would be more his area. Right. That would be his space. Right. But... Did he have a, a sophisticated understanding of regulation? Do you think? Um, I think that he led a team that had had a had a sophisticated. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, because <laughs> I lived in Washington a long time around a lot of regulation. Also, a very complex area. Absolutely, absolutely. I think there's the, you know you got to be an expert in knowing the guy, and he was the guy that was the expert in knowing the guy. He was an expert in knowing the guy. Right. And who was the guy he knew? Uh, well, he knew a lot of people, but obviously yeah. there was some familiar, you know, some, his brother, his father, uh, yeah. uh, some of his, his father's siblings. So he, he knew a lot of people. And, and obviously I know you're pointing to, you know, the father being the key relationship. That's well, right. no, I, I'm just trying to get a sense of Washington's not a money town. Right. You know, people don't aren't in business in Washington for the right. most part. And most people don't have business skills that I noticed in 30 years of living there. Um, so really the business of Washington is, is selling access. That's what it looked like to me. Yes. Not just Hunter Biden, but like, yeah, no, I think that's, do. I mean, I think that's the, one of the like core misconceptions. I mean, it seems like when I, you know, understanding a regulatory environment means selling access at the end of the day. That, yeah. That's how I interpret it. And I think that's how most people on, you know, in wall street, whether they admit it or not interpret it. Yeah. So we're going to, we've got a complex business that intersects with government we need a guy who knows it. Right. How do I, you know, deal with getting a guy a visa that needs to come over for a business deal? Right. Call our lobbyist that knows the guy in DHS or used to work in DHS or, you know, in Customs and Border Patrol or the people at the embassy and state. They, they might be able to help. So there are very, like, tactical elements that are regulatory and compliance and governance that you have to go through. And you got to know the guy that right. worked at the old agency that now has a lobbying firm that can go back to the agency and, you know, get, get things put to the front of the line. So the reason I'm asking this is because it's not to give the Bidens a pass, right. hardly, but when people say, well, there's some question about whether Hunter was trading on his father's name. If you live in Washington, like that's the whole city right there. Right. right. I think you, you know the answer to that. At the end of the day, right. so he had the best advantage to do that because of where he was. And, you know, we thought that when we went into business, this was a great opportunity for us. So I get it. And you're not the only one who did that. Right. There were a lot of, a lot Hunter of Biden is not the only son of a famous government official who's right. done this right at all. But I just wonder, like when you hear people say, well, it's kind of an open question. 
right about why they hired hunter biden like that's pretty disingenuous no right i think at the end of it so when you look at the there there are people that maybe were you know sons or relatives or brother-in-laws of other high-ranking officials but i think what we ran into and with what hunter ran into was like almost like an icarus issue so he got a little it was too close to the sun it was too right. good to be true and the connections were were too close and the scrutiny too much Yes, and it ended up destroying. You know, he it left the wake of a lot of you know, a lot of destruction in business over a number of years. So, how many? Um, it's been reported, and you have said that there were occasions when uh, Joe Biden would call in with clients present on a speakerphone. Right. How how many times do you think that happened? I mean, over a ten year partnership, I would um, you know the number I'm going with is twenty. That's probably the 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 amount that I so a lot. kind of record. Yeah, a lot. So Joe Biden, who's very much a product of Washington, of course, must have known that he was calling in to effectively a business meeting that his son was having. I mean, he must have understood that 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 was kind of what his son was selling. Well, that's I mean, that's hard for me to speculate on that. <laughs> but like, I guess my question, just to keep it to the facts, Joe Biden, then the sitting vice president, knew that there were Hunter's business associates in the room. Yeah, I think I can I can definitively say at particular dinners or meetings, he knew there were business associates and he, you know, we, or if I was there, I was a business associate too. Yeah. Um, so I think, or if, you know, any of the other colleagues from the DC office or the New York office were there. So yeah, at times there were from the, you know, to be, you know, completely clear on the calls. I don't know if it was an orchestrated call in or not. It certainly was powerful though, because you know, if you're sitting with a foreign business person and you hear the vice president's voice, that's prizing up. I mean, that's 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 pretty impactful stuff for anyone. It's a, it's uh, been reported, and I, I know that it is true that the Hunter and his brother were very close to their dad. Absolutely, um, which I think is great. Yeah, um, I've got a lot of kids. I'm very close to them. Talk to them every day. Yeah, never called them on speaker during a business meeting. That's weird. Hmm. You've got a lot of kids. You're close to them. Do you call them on speaker during business meetings? Um, do I call? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what is that? A grown man calling his dad on a speakerphone during a business right. meeting? Right. And to be clear, sometimes it was the call was coming in and the speaker would go on. So it was. It's just the presence. You have to be. I mean, you're you you understand DC, right? So the power to have that access in that conversation and it's not in a scheduled conference call and it's a part of your family that's that's like the pinnacle of uh of power in dc a hundred percent i guess i'm pivoting against the lie that i'm hearing people tell with a straight face congressman goldman for example that we don't really know what was going on. really you're taking a call from the vice president and you put it on speaker it's not just hey dad i'm in a meeting with some buddies right it's let me let me put my dad the vice president on speaker yeah Yep, in the, in the rear view, it's uh, it's a it's an abuse of soft power, I'd say. An abuse of soft power. Um, interesting. When did you meet Joe Biden? Joe Biden, I met the first time probably at the two thousand convention. I think yep. it was in L.A. and then Boston was two thousand four. So those two times, I probably shook hands as they made kind of the power circles around the. Yeah. Uh, you've been you've been to them through the through of the skyboxes um and uh and then following that really when our part you know our partnership started in 2008 2009 ish um conversation started that's when i re-met hunter and actually had a you know sit down and meal with him talked about the transition from 
lobbying into strategic advisory and then kind of a, you know, some type of coalescence around having a private equity fund that would have this unique access and understanding of a regulatory environment in DC. <laughs> Again, got it. To be clear. Um, how many times do you think you met Joe Biden during the course of your relationship with Hunter? How many times? Um, I should have this off the top of my head since I've been asked so many times. Uh, probably same thing, 20. So I got one last question for you and we'll do a much longer interview and get the entire story. But we, we found this letter kind of amazing. It's from January 20th, 2011, which I think puts you in your late 30s, mid, mid to late right, 30s. Right, right. Okay, so you're, you're a younger man. This is from the Vice President of the United States, Joe Biden, to you personally, and it's personalized here at the bottom. Devin Archer, Rosemont Seneca Partners, that was your partnership with Hunter Biden in yes. Georgetown. Dear Devin, I apologize for not getting a chance to talk to you at the luncheon yesterday. I was having trouble getting away from hosting President Hu, Hu Jintang, who's yes. running China at that point. I hope I get a chance to see you again soon with Hunter. I hope you enjoyed lunch. Thanks for coming. Sincerely, Joseph R. Biden Jr. P.S. Handwritten. Happy you guys are together. So there are many levels here. But here's the vice president of the United States saying to you, a man in his mid-30s, who's not a government official, I'm sorry I was occupied with the guy who runs the world's largest country. I would much rather talk to you and thank you. What was he thanking you for? Well... Uh, you know, first of all, it's a lovely letter and it was, <laughs> <laughs> it's quite enthusiastic. It's a little weird though, right? Yeah. Well, it was, it, listen, it was, it was kind of the beginning of our partnership and he was thanking me and thanking Hunter, I think at the end of the day for bringing this idea of this government regulatory strategic advisory business into the private equity world. And I think he was excited about the prospects for Hunter and, um, you know, he was, uh, just, just thanking me. I think it was a nice gesture. It was a nice, for sure, for sure. Very polite. It's it gets a ten on the etiquette scale, but he's a vice president of the United States, right. and he's talking about foreign business deals with you and thanking you for right. that. I think again, it, it goes back to my other earlier point. In in yeah, I think I hit at the time. I think I hit the jackpot in finding the regulatory environment or a company that can navigate right to the top. But you know, obviously, as time's told, you know, being a little bit too close to the sun ends up burning you. For sure. And and it did you. And it, you, you suffered greatly for it. And this is not a criticism of you. I, I would think as a business guy, um, you use every advantage. These are not business guys. This is the vice president of the United States. He's right. not allowed to be working on businesses with foreign governments while he's vice president. I don't think. Not that I know. Of. <laughs> <laughs> but here he is. Right. Amazing. Uh, we'll be back. Devin Archer, thank you. Thank you. I'm muted. Okay, so there is another part, but it is an hour long. So I am not going to play it here. What I can do is I will snip it up into parts that um, parts that they kind of talk about, and then I can put it together, and we can listen to it um, another time, or maybe I'll make a TikTok about it. But you can go to Twitter. Just go to Tucker's Twitter or X account. Um, you might be able to find it here on YouTube and Rumble. I know some people that are taking the videos and then up re-uploading them as their own. Um, you might be able to do that too, but it's an hour. I can't, I can't sit here for an hour. <clears throat> Plus, we got to go through the membership story. But it sounds like 
Somebody said that Devin Archer doesn't seem real worried. He sure doesn't. I watched this dude walk into the courthouse and he's like smiling, got himself a jelly donut, like unbothered. He is unbothered. Considering the most important role that he's playing right now, he is like the whistleblower, the guy. He is like the guy from Ukraine. Remember when we sat through the, the Tucker interview with Burisma, that guy? That was a weird interview, too. That was a long time ago. That was during like when Fox News lost the plug. That's when I think Tucker flipped, too, because Fox News fucked him up. I think they set him up. But maybe we could talk. I got to put that. Maybe we could talk about that later. Anyway, he doesn't he just seems incredibly unbothered by the whole thing. Like he didn't just completely oust the president of the United States for being involved in dirty business dealings with his son. Just unbothered. So you know, either he got a deal. They tried to throw him in prison, I guess, the day before. Didn't they try to arrest him? I saw a bunch of things. They were trying to arrest him, but they couldn't make it happen. <clears throat> so I, I don't know. More to come with that guy. We'll see. I have more to come with the closed door hearing. I You can read the transcripts. Just go to the judiciary, the House Judiciary on Twitter. They posted them. You can read through the transcripts. Is something going to happen? I think that's what everybody is waiting on. On a non-conspiracy level, if you're still kind of just up here, like, where's Kevin McCarthy? What the fuck? He's out here. He's talking about it. He's like, oh, yeah, this. And it's wrong for us to be indicting President Trump. Then do something. You are the Speaker of the House, the third in line to the presidency. You have... The power to do something. Do something. Why hasn't he? He ran his entire freaking campaign for Speaker of the House that they were going to do impeachment charges on, on Biden. They are just now talking about it. And they're only talking about it. They still have to do an inquiry. That is the one thing I can give Nancy Pelosi all the chops for. E fucking immediately. As soon as they could, they did. And they didn't stop until it was done. It was ceremonial at best. But they didn't stop. Like our whole GOP, the, the, a lot of these people in the GOP are just trash. Mitch McConnell, they don't even, I don't even know what day it is. Okay, with our senators, a lot of our senators are all like, yeah, Slava Ukraine. Like they're all just trash. They all need to go. I don't know what the hell Mitch McConnell's doing. Marjorie Taylor Greene's another one. She's like, she was bitching on the floor with that other girl from Colorado. I don't really like either one of them. I guess I don't really have an opinion, but they're fighting. And then they got, she introduced articles of impeachment, but she, she nobody would took her seriously with it. I don't even know. <laughs> I can't do something. That's why you're here. You're here. Cause we're all fucking tired. Do something. Stop re-putting these people back in. It's getting old and ridiculous. But I don't know. Some more to come from Devin Archer. Joe Biden spent the whole month on the beach. He ain't worried, Joe Biden. Um, Molly says, realize that they were able to put a spotlight on the Archer situation. The DOJ shrank back and redacted what they had said and another clarified. I know that this opens up a whole can of worms for a whole lot of things. I, I get that portion of it. I guess I struggle with because the majority of America doesn't because they're 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 working. They don't sit in this shit like we do all day. <laughs> uh, so I do kind of get it. But I think we're just tired too. Like we want something to happen. We need a win. A big win. A really big win. We haven't had one. We get them here and there. We had the Bud Light thing. Bud Light and then, but even that's not really a win because they're laying off a bunch of blue collar workers. But Bud Light has to close down a bunch of shops because of the boycott. 
They're they're down and out. They're done. They're not coming back. They're waving the white flag. Bud Light's done. Yeah, that seems like a win until you find out that it's the the blue collar workers that are going to get the short end of the stick because they can't find jobs anywhere else. Like we need a big win. It's it's frustrating to just to 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 wait on this kind of stuff. I I get it, and maybe we'll see a big win at the end of all of this. We didn't get a big win with Speaker of the House, right? Nobody want we didn't want Kevin McCarthy. The people, they didn't want Mitch McConnell to be put back into his seat. We didn't want all of these people that got re-voted back in. Not even the Democrats wanted them. <clears throat> Lowen Bobart is vicious, and don't forget I'm in her district. She is vicious, and she is young, and there is a little bit of a game that she needs to play, and she, you know, she is vicious. Um... I do like Lowen Bobart more than I like. I just don't trust Marjorie Taylor Greene. There's just, it's, there's something. There's something. But more to come, I guess. We just, man, and if we lose this election, like you're going to, you, people are going to fucking take to the streets. They're not going to have it. They're tired. They're broke. They're losing their jobs. They're, I mean, that, and we're going to have to. <laughs> like Nassara, I haven't heard that in a long time. I saw a video on that the other day, the Nassara Jassara stuff. That was another, it was another out of this country news station talking about it. It was very weird. Very weird that everybody outside of the United States has opinions and we can't see them. Uh, McCarthy just agreed that the election was stolen. Then do something. He said that before he was voted in as Speaker of the House. Do something. They get their talking points in, but they don't. We sit through. You guys, I make you sit through these hearings. What happens? Nothing. Nothing. We get some good content. I'll give them that. The GOP, that's the one thing I can say for the Democrats is they got the fuck after it. And they, they did it. We need to. The GOP needs to. The Freedom Caucus needs to. We need more people in the Freedom Caucus. Marjorie Taylor Greene was kicked out of the Freedom Caucus. Did you see that? God, I just, that's just something. I don't know what it is. I can't explain it. Well, I can. So... Yeah, if we lose in 2024 or if they don't vote somebody in, that's like if we, we'd probably be OK if it comes down to junior. But man, if 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 it goes back to Biden, like one, that's going to prove that there's something fucking wrong with this election process. One hundred percent. Once for all, the people are going to people are going to rise. They're going to get mad. People are done because they're on their knees now as it is. It'll be a Sri Lanka type of situation. People don't go there unless they're desperate and they're getting close. What else do I got? I was going to talk about Lizzo. I don't know. I can. Lizzo's got a lawsuit, her dancers. So Lizzo built her whole platform on body positivity, right? And how fat people are and people too. And okay, fine. And that's cool. Uh, but then it turns out she was like a huge, she pushed, she got an Ellen. She pulled an Ellen, like mainstream Ellen, not QAnon Ellen. <laughs> The mainstream Ellen got taken out because she was mean to people. 
QAnon Ellen got taken out because she did some real nasty stuff with her furniture. But she was mean to her dancers. She body shamed them. She fat shamed them. She made them do all kinds of heinous acts that I can't, I don't think I can talk about here on YouTube with bananas. And they're, they're suing her for sexual uh, assault. They're suing her for a hostile workplace. And they're, everybody's sharing their story. Like, she's a huge piece. She's getting canceled by her own people. And you love to see it. Man, stop putting these people on pedestals. Stop it. Stop it. These people don't know you. They only show you what you want. they want you to see, myself included. I only show you what I want you to see. I have bad days. Not body shaming my dancers bad or making people eat bananas out of vaginas bad, but people only show you what they want you to see. And fuck Lizzo. I never liked her. I never did. I never did. She would sit on these lives. They would come across my FYP and be shoving her face. And that's just a pet peeve for me. Like, don't chew so loud. It's terrible. Okay. She's getting sued. She hasn't responded. She won't respond. I don't know what they're doing. She did respond today on like TikTok or Twitter. God, no, I got to see this. Listen, this is what I distract myself when I get tired of government. Rizzo responds. Rizzo responds. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is there a video? Hold on. Uh, there's an article. Continue. I'm link the statement on Instagram. Okay, hold on. Hold on. I'm going to lose everybody doing this. I'm sorry. I know. I know. But this is like, I can't be in government all the time. That stresses me out. Where's my search button? Here it is. Lizzo. Lizzo. Why is everything so slow? Ah, ah, that's it. That's all she said. Is there, there's nothing else. All right. Well, let's read it. Here you go. Just wait, wait, hold on to your butts. Okay. So she posted this to Instagram. Looks like a day or so ago. Uh, she goes on to state that the last few days have been gut wrenchingly difficult and overwhelmingly. Oh, Disappointing. My work ethic, morals, and respectfulness have been questioned. My character has been criticized. She is not going to play the victim on this. My character has been criticized. Usually, I choose not to respond to false allegations, but these are unbelievable as they sound and too outrageous not to be addressed. These sensationalized stories are coming from former employees who have already publicly admitted that they were told their behavior on tour was inappropriate and unprofessional. So they're suing her based on lies. Boy, if they're going to take it to court, they're going to have some kind of proof. Boy, I don't know. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. I don't like Lizzo. More to come on Lizzo if you're interested. If you're not, I get it. Like, it's cool. The last one I have is Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman. Listen, this is it. Listen, he died. I'm sorry he died. I don't like him when... Actually, I don't care. It's, people die. It's just what happens. He was 71. He died. And I never watched Pee Wee Herman, but I remember Pee Wee Herman from the um, theater incident back in the 1990s, 1991, 
That's right. He was caught inappropriately touching himself in a public theater, in an adult public theater. And they escorted him out along with a friend. And even, I remember, you know, that's how I remember Pee Wee Herman. And then somebody was like, yeah, but do you remember? And then it just brought me all the way back. Pee Wee Herman was popped for child porn, for, for child pornography. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. It was vintage erotica that he called art. And in that vintage erotica was teenage boys and little boys. One called like the bad little boy. He went on to talk about it. He went on and made a statement about it. He got a plea deal. They dropped the porn charge and they gave him an indecent, I don't know, some kind of indecent haver of things charge. I don't even remember what it was. But initially it was CP. But he cut a deal. Yes, he did. Yes, he I don't care if it was vintage or if it was from 2020. I don't care if it was socially accepted back then. It still wasn't okay. Just because something is socially accepted does not make it okay. I don't care. We're, we're not doing this anymore. We're not. We're not turning a blind eye to people just because we like them. Just because they were in good movies. Just because they were on special victims unit. I don't care. This happened. He was charged. They didn't make the charges up. He called, you know, who else, who else called their, their pictures of naked children on the walls art? John Podesta, right? Jeffrey Epstein. It was art then too, right? Abrima Makovovich. They called it art too. Dude was a predator. Pedophile, predator. He died. Super sad. Cancer. Okay. Be sad. But Star allegedly offered to perform a children's. So he was charged back in 95 with the theater thing. And then he, let's see, hold on. I want to go down to this one. This, and then in 2001, he was charged with having indecent pictures of children. On November 16, 2001, police searched Ruben's home in the Hollywood Hills. They seized boxes of materials that his spokesperson characterized as vintage erotica. And I want to remember thinking, it's not in this article, but I want to remember thinking that the reason they searched his home in the first place was because his friend had gotten arrested for actively trying to hire children so that he could take exotic pictures of them, erotic pictures of them. And that was the guy from Ferris Bueller's Day Out. They were friends. And that's why Pee Wee Herman's home got searched. And that's why they found what they did. He's a bad dude. Gross. They all are. They're all connected. Stop it. Stop sticking up for him. Okay? Or stick up for him. I don't care. But then I'm going to distance myself. Because I have a hard line. And that's it. You're done. Dunzos. You were charged. Found guilty. You got a plea deal. But you were still charged. Dang. We're not doing that no more. We're not. Sonia, we're not. And that was our member. That was like our member. Uh submitter for the week. So thank you to whoever, I don't remember who it was, whoever submitted that to, to want to talk about. If you are a member of the shipwreck show, meaning that you are a, a, a paid subscriber, you pay the five bucks a month. There is a video with an email address and you can send me topics that maybe you want breakdowns on. You can send me topics that you want to talk about for the week. You can send me different things if you want my opinion, or you can, you can send me whatever. And then we will pick a story every week to cover at the end of every show. And that's kind of the, something that I can offer the membership club. Same goes for rumble. Everybody that's 
part of the membership club on Rumble. Um, I will get that email address to you. Uh, I can't do just a members only on Rumble. And so just get at me on Instagram or whatever, and I will get that that email address to you or get at Sonia um, and just submit it. And we will do deep dives on different things. If you want to learn more about different things, that's what we can do. But with that, we're like 20 minutes over live. I got kids out here waiting for lunch, so I've got to go. <laughs> you going to make it? You going to starve to death? Okay. All right. With that, you guys, I'm going to wrap it up. I hope you have the best week, the best weekend. And I love your faces. Thank you again for being here. Thank you for all your support. Sonia, thank you for everything. And I will see you next Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time with Conservative Texan. We're going to bring him back in. We're going to see kind of where he's at with everything, his opinion on Robert F. Kennedy Jr. We're going to talk about the impeachment. We're going to talk about all of it. Uh, and I want to get his opinion on, on how it's been going. And we're just going to check in and say hello. So with that, you guys, I love your faces. Keep it moving. Take it easy. Tell your mama says hi and watch out for deer. Bye, guys. Back off, I'll take you on. Head strong, you take on anyone. I know that you are wrong. You're head strong. You're head strong. I can. If you, I can cook it.